Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Reed, Juris Doctor, small business development, IT, and marketing guru from sunny Victoria, BC. Follow me for new podcasts on beginner investing in business as I survive, grow, and prosper in a post-COVID Canada. Disclaimer, my podcast and YouTube content offer very generalized information that has been beneficial to me. Always do your homework and make sure that any moves that you make are truly in your own personal best interest. Nothing in my content is any kind of advice. And continuing to listen constitutes acceptance of this disclaimer in its entirety. Hi, I'm Becca. Andrew and I will be co-hosting this podcast today. Thank you for listening. I'm Andrew Reed, and today's podcast examines my very first investing account, which still exists today, albeit sitting in a dusty corner, which many say this is the strategy that is most likely to maximize long-term yields, with some mild adjustments here and there. Unfortunately, some trades must be made at $9.99 each until I reach a certain balance. This is a downside of a TD Bank RRSP. Check out my podcast on TD Bank versus Wealth Simple to get a bigger list of the pros and cons of each platform in comparison to each other. The TD Bank RRSP was my very first investment account, uh, created in the fall of 2020. It was created in response to me changing jobs and transitioning from a union pension to an RRSP direct payment style pension plan with my new job. In several of my other podcasts, I will break down the differences between an RRSP and a TFSA uh, in great detail. So please check those out. Please check those out if you'd like more information on that. Um, So this particular RRSP was made through TD Bank, which uh, like I said, charges $9.99 commission for every trade. So something I learned a little bit later that um, unless you are trading in increments of $200 or more, which is ideal, by the way, um, but not always possible, especially if you're just starting out or if you're working with a a small amount of sporadic income, then you might not always have $200 or more to trade. But either way, if you're not trading in $200 or more increments, the TD Bank commission fee or any commission fee can get very expensive. And uh, really dilute your profits. So, um, and for me anyways, after having both accounts, TFSA and the RRSP for a while, I tend to focus on my TFSA um, for my sporadic income because as a beginner investor, I may need that uh, liquidity, which is you know, the ability to cash out if there's an emergency. You still have this RRSP. All right, tell us why and what do you still learn from the early days of your investment journey and what have you learned? Okay, Becca, I will tell you. So I still have this RRSP for the original purpose as a place where uh, where my work can write me a check and I can take it to a physical bank so that I can have it added to my RRSP account, which... Um, I don't really know if it, that kind of thing is possible with Well Simple. I, I doubt it. I haven't seen an option like that yet. Um, 
So that being said, I still have it for its uh, original purpose. I have an RRSP in general because of the tax benefits of it and because um, it lets me invest beyond the limits of the TFSA, if that would ever uh, be an option. And, um, you know, it has its benefits as a long-term investment vehicle. Okay, so um, here's what I have in there and the percentages and some lessons that I've learned along the way. Okay, I will work my way through and I will uh, go in order of price. So um, from the largest share price to the smallest share price. And that starts us off with TELUS. Um, so shout out to my mom who actually bought me um, two of these TELUS shares. Uh, right now they're sitting at 2870 a piece. And even though I paid the commission fee three times on TELUS, um, I'm only down $10 on it. So that means it's gone up, um, you know, my my holdings of it have gone up $20 since I've had it. Um, TELUS does pay quarterly dividends and it is a big, strong, innovative company. I feel like uh, they will continue to go for the long run. So I'm, I'm happy to have them in here. I would um, probably dollar cost average around $26 per share. So um, that means... If it dropped down to about $26, then I would buy more so that my price per share uh, lowers. You must have been disappointed to hear of a Shaw and Rogers merger then. Indeed I was, Becca. Um, still, I believe in TELUS. I love what they've done with, with the, um, the web-based medical sector. Um, I use it personally myself. Uh, what used to be called Babylon. I think they're going through a rebranding right now. But either way, uh, TELUS is here to stay. And um, I'll keep them at the very least for sentimental value. Uh, next up on the list, we have the um, ETF XEI. So that's TSX XEI. So this is a uh, high dividend monthly paying, I believe, ETF. Um, and I've got this about 15% of my portfolio. And um, so um, this, is, this is a new purchase. This is my most recent um, investment through this RRSP. So I'm not sure uh, how well this one will treat me in the long term, but I am looking forward to those stable dividends. I feel like that's a great stabilizer when we have so much economic turmoil. Next up at... Uh, only thirteen fifty a share is um, SGR.UN, SGR.UN. This is uh, the Slate Grocery REIT, and I love REITs. Um, it's not just because I can say I own, you know, parts of half the buildings I walk by, but, um, you know, they have consistent monthly dividends, and, you know, at least for the last short term, they continuously grow. In fact, even since the beginning of, of this portfolio. I haven't had a, a re really stagnant over, you know, a period of more than a month. Um, so they've been growing. This is, might not always be true. And then they consistently pay uh, really large dividend yields. So you'll find that I have a lot of REITs in this um, RSP and Slate Grocery is one of them. Slate sits at 20% uh, of my portfolio and, um, 
the slate REIT sits at uh, 19.2% of my portfolio. Next up, we have one of my oldest stocks, which is the um, automotive property REIT, uh, APR.UN, APR.UN. So um, this little guy is 7.13% uh, of my portfolio, sits at uh, 12 dollars a share right now, and it is actually up $4.39 um, over the uh, TD Bank commission price. So that's you know, not a devastating amount of growth, but it is... Um, in the green and it has been just putting lots of um monthly dividends into into my rrsp account next up we have another uh relatively new one this is uh che.un so this is the chemtrade logistics income fund and um this one sits at about 17.7 percent of my portfolio uh it's sitting in negative earnings right now i would really consider this one to be a a little bit high risk except for the fact that they are huge and so they um and they provide something that's pretty much essential it might fluctuate it might be down right now because of covid or, or who knows but um you know the kind of chemicals that they supply are going to be in, in constant demand and um and then they have the f production facilities they have the infrastructure that they can adapt uh, to the market and so I just feel like they're a big player that um, would be a reasonable long-term play to come way up from that um, from that $6 mark, which is where I would um, dollar cost average at. I do want to let this one sit for a while and see what kind of uh, long-term growth performance it's going to have, if if any. But I do suspect um, this is probably a at least a two to three year hold before um, those numbers really blossom. Next up, I have uh, BTO. So this is an interesting one. Um, BTO does pay quarterly dividends. This is a, um, basically a, a mining company for gold and other precious metals, and they have mines scattered in different places throughout the world. So I consider this one to be relatively high risk, but um, still under $5. And if I had no commission fee to pay, I would continuously uh, dollar cost average this one up. It's um, It seems to basically fluctuate with the price of gold on the market. And gold will always be a relatively stable commodity at the least. Um, and if inflation occurs, the value of the dollar goes down, then uh, the value of gold and other limited assets tends to go up. And so I think this is also a good long-term play, not to mention those uh, dividends have been uh, pretty reasonable. Uh, BTO sits at about 3% uh, of my portfolio. So we are down to the last one. What is the cheapest stock in your TD back RRSP portfolio and how do you feel about it right now, Andrew? Okay, Becca, I will tell you, just remember, this podcast is for the purpose of the audience learning from my mistakes as well as my successes. And this is one of those, uh, this is one of those decisions that sits on the uh, gray area of that spectrum right now. So this is uh, vegan, which is Plant and Co. V E G N T S X V E G N, Plant and Co. Brands, and right now it's uh, selling at a miserable. 0.205 per share. Um, and so I would dollar cost average this when I originally bought in somewhere around uh, 49 or 50. And this was 
you know, coming down um, from over a dollar per share pre-COVID. So it, it had been down and it was somewhere around uh, 50 cents a share and seemed like a pretty good bargain. And it did spike a few times, but um, but I held on to it for the going for the long term. And uh, now it's down to 0. 0.205. So it's sitting at the very bottom. That's pretty much 50% um, of my um, investment cost because of the commission fee, even though I was dollar cost averaging, which means as it went down, I would buy some more and this would uh, lower the average price that I paid per share. Um, and so I did this all the way to, uh, you know, to 1,350 shares of this. And um, so there's a, that's 21.86% of this particular um, portfolio uh, of this RRSP. And so, What's happening now with Plant & Co, um, let me give you a little background. So they make an amazing cereal out of uh, Vancouver. It's called Holy Crap Cereal, and it is delicious. I personally order it by the case, and it's just been uh, it's just been a great cereal. And they also do some other um, plant-based meat options. Uh, Yam Chops is the name of that particular one. Um, and so Plant & Co also owns some uh, cannabis companies. And so what's going on right now is they're doing this big split where they're separating these assets into two different um, two different companies. And basically everybody who owns Plant & Co. will get a share of these cannabis companies. And they say that this is so they can focus on, on the um, specific, on the plant foods market, which is, which is great. So I think long-term this still could very much be a winner, not to mention it will yield some equivalent shares in a, shares in a, in a sector that I'm not... Um, I don't directly invest in the cannabis sector right now. I, I just don't really trust in it that much. Um, but that's uh, that may change, obviously. And it looks like uh, soon I'll be a shareholder of uh, some cannabis stocks anyways. Uh, depending on where they sit, I'll probably sell those off fairly quickly. But we'll see. I mean, uh, a lot is up in the air. So it's questionable as to whether... Um, you know, this uh, DEGN was a plant and co was a good decision in the very, very long term. I will. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of the first ones I got it on some advice and I was doing my best to just invest locally. These are all kind of um, pretty big newbie mistakes, right? Why invest locally? The whole market is out there for you. So invest in the market segment that you're most familiar with and that you understand the best. That was one of uh, one of the mistakes, and then making it such a big percentage of this portfolio, um, obviously just brought the entire value of the portfolio down when this when this stock hit. So that's a big beginner mistake. I would have um, I try to keep high risk and and small value shares in the you know ten to twenty percent range at most of my portfolio. Um, it's just always seems like it's always best to play the long term game from a risk standpoint at least right it may be you know that some that don't have uh don't have a <laughs> uh, low risk tolerance um you know they will continuously gamble basically and taking uh, higher risks and some of those risks are going to pay off better than if they didn't uh take those risks and so if they had just gone for the long-term game versus taking those big risks then they might not have that that big payout um so, and that, that definitely works for, 
for some uh, people. Well, thank you, Andrew, for all this information. To paraphrase you, my friend, so concludes today's podcast, Portfolio Reveal, digging through my very first investment account. Do you have any Instagrams you would like to share with us before you go? Now, I am so glad that you asked. I have at Canada Stock Market, at Canada Stock Market. This is sharing my Canadian investment journey in real time. I have at Baby Dragon Fitness, at Baby Dragon Fitness. This is my Shopify e-commerce store. And I also have at Baby Dragon Canada, at Baby Dragon Canada. This is my certified digital marketing company located in Victoria, BC. For low cost cutting edge home health and fitness supplies, please visit Baby Dragon Fitness at babydragonfitness.com. Babydragonfitness.com. Always free shipping to the US and Canada. I am a certified digital marketing expert located in Victoria, BC, and I'm working with a fantastic graphic designer from Victoria, BC as well. Learn more at babydragoncanada.com or find us on Instagram at babydragoncanada.com.